Hi, I'm Ayla Davis, and you're listening to the It's More Than a Haircut podcast, Season 1, Episode 8, Beauty School is for Stupid Girls. In this podcast, I discuss my honest opinions as life as a hairstylist, my brightest and darkest moments in the beauty industry. Today's podcast is about the stereotypes of hairstylists and the role that that played in choosing this career. If we have not hung out before and you don't know much about me, I'm Ayla Davis. I'm a hairstylist in Stockton, California. I have a salon suite located at Suite 15 inside of Pomp Suites Lincoln Center. I love making people look and feel beautiful through cuts, color, and extensions. I have been doing hair professionally for over 17 years. I started beauty school in 2004. The hardest lesson I've learned in my years of experience as a hairstylist is that the weight of the relationships we build with our clients can build us up and it can also tear us down. Our own confidence is challenged every day while we work tirelessly to improve the confidence of others. So in my earlier podcast episodes, if you have taken the time to listen to those, I go into detail about my interest, my early interest in the beauty industry and becoming a hairstylist, admiring other hairstylists, my first interaction with a hairstylist, the first hairstylist I ever really worked for. But today I'm going to take it back to before I even went into beauty school, before I had any idea that this was really what I wanted to do for myself, my earliest, earliest interests. The first question I always get is, did you cut your Barbie's hair? No, no, I did not. I was not that girl. You know, I don't know why people think that it must be that girl that chopped up her Barbie's hair. That was the girl that was going to grow up to become a hairstylist. And, you know, maybe but not in my case. (laughs) That was not me. I always say that in my case, I looked at Barbie's hair and I thought she had gorgeous hair to begin with. And you just don't mess with a good thing, you know? So no, I never chopped up my Barbies. I kept them gorgeous and beautiful as is. That wasn't me. However, I love to play around with my own hair and makeup. I regularly would wake up in the mornings very early before school. It's a struggle to get up when you're in high school. And I was up two hours early, 5 a.m. on the dot every day, doing my hair, doing my makeup. Uh, I've always had this kind of internal mantra or motto, if you will, that I never like to look the same way twice. So especially back then when it came to my makeup, I would flip to a page in the magazines. I would point to that page didn't matter who it was, what it was, an ad, anything, and I would try to recreate it. I wanted to look different every day. I really got a lot of joy out of making myself look good. It made me feel good. I like to play with my hair, try different things, try different colors, cuts, curl it, straighten it, you name it. I did it. I love switching it up on myself. However, I was never really that girl that played around on my friend's hair or put makeup on my friends. It was really more something that I did for myself and that I learned the most on myself. Now, I would definitely consider myself a 90s kid. My heyday of my childhood, if you will, was 
the late 90s. I am a millennial, but I'm definitely a 90s young millennial. My husband is six years older than me, also millennial, a bit on the cusp, but even six years apart, I can tell a little bit of a difference when it comes to culturally, musically, stylistically, our our flavor is a little different, if you will. I like to think that I grew up in the age of MySpace, before Facebook, before Instagram. Those that do remember, you remember the crazy scene hair, the horrible digital camera photos that we would upload. It was it was an interesting time. Now, back in those days, I was a little younger. I grew up in Ohio. Now, I am from California. I was born here. My family is here. I consider myself a Californian at heart. I love this state. I currently reside here. But my mom remarried, we moved to Ohio, and I spent a large part of my childhood in Ohio. And compared to California, Ohio, even at that time, the late 90s, was very conservative. And here I was, this young girl, coloring, cutting, changing up my hair, doing my makeup wild ways. And it was, it was, not nearly as accepted as those things are accepted here in California. When I moved back to California, I was in high school. I was a month into my freshman year of high school. And it was this weird juxtaposition where here I was, I came from this conservative public high school in Ohio, where I was told, no, you can't have any color other than natural colors. Even if it's red, it must be a natural shade of red. You cannot have flaming red. Must be a natural shade of red. Uh, I was told I couldn't pierce my nose, do wild colors, crazy makeup. Even the clothing was very restrictive in what you could wear. Uh, I was very limited in expressing myself visually through my clothing, through my hair, through my makeup. And now here I am back in California. Total culture shock looking around at the other kids at this high school and just astonished by the crazy colors of hair, the nose piercings, flip-flops and hoodies. I mean, I just, very different from growing up in Ohio. And I felt this freedom, finally. I remember going to this high school for the first time and asking my principal, can I dye my hair? You know, blue, pink, crazy colors. Can I, can I dye my hair? I mean, at this point, I'm already seeing kids around the school with crazy hair. I'm assuming the answer is yes, but I had to know for a fact. Here I am with the principal getting my orientation and he looks at me dumbfounded and goes, why are you asking me? Shouldn't you be asking your mom? <laughs> Shouldn't you be asking your parents what it, what kind of question is that for me? And then I asked him again, well, can I get my nose pierced? Again, he looks at me like, girl, no, like, why are you asking me? Ask your parents. That is not, I'm not here to, to tell you no. I was in disbelief. Finally, a place where I felt safe to play around. 
And as I stated earlier, <laughs> every morning, two hours before school, hair, makeup, the whole shebang. And it was very important to me to express myself that way. And I, I just loved it. Now rewind a little bit. Back when I was in Ohio, obviously already having some of these interests in hair and makeup and things, but feeling limited. It was a field trip to our local vocational school where I finally, for the first time, saw the inside of a beauty school. At that point, I had no idea that like beauty school even existed, that that was a thing, that that was an option. I mean, to be honest, the only time I ever heard beauty school mentioned was in that Grease movie, in that song, Beauty School Dropout. And that was kind of the limitation of my opinion of beauty school was beauty school is apparently something girls do and then they drop out. It's not a thing. But here I was, find myself inside of a real beauty school. And I'm telling you, I walked into that room and I looked around and I know I can hear myself telling myself, this is so cool. You would love this. This would be amazing. And I'm standing there just in awe and so jealous and so eager. But standing right behind me in this field trip, in this beauty school, was one of the most popular girls in my school, standing next to her best friend. And I overhear them talking. And she says to her friend, beauty school is for the stupid girls. Beauty school is for the girls that get pregnant. Beauty school is for the girls that can't get into college. Beauty school is for the girls that are poor. And right then, right there, my dream was crushed. Now, mind you, being a young high schooler, I was very impressionable and other people's opinions really, really mattered at that time. You feel like everybody's looking at you, judging you. Heck, at this point, you're still trying to even discover who you are, let alone open yourself up for judgment. And I know I'm smart. I know I'm not stupid. I know that I could get into a four-year college. I'm not pregnant. Hopefully don't have any plans to become pregnant in high school. And poor? Well, my mom did always tell me that there was no college fund and that getting into college was financially going to be my responsibility. And whatever debt I incurred from college, I would have to pay. There was no help. So I already had been thinking about vocational school. It's affordable. You learn a trade. You learn a specific task, a job, and you can turn that into a career. And that really called to me. 
affordably going to school to learn a specific trade that I could then take back into the real world and make money. That sounds great to me, especially if I get to do something that interests me and love that I that I love so much. Yet it was crushed by the few words of this young girl. Her words always stuck with me for years. It played a huge factor into what I wanted to be when I grew up. Now, a couple of years later, after moving to California, after feeling this freedom to express myself, after more experience of playing with my own hair and makeup, beauty school kept calling to me. I just knew it was a road I wanted to try. And it wasn't that expensive. And I wouldn't be out a lot of money. It's a whole lot different than these other people I was seeing or hearing about going to these four-year colleges, spending all this time, all this money, and still coming out of it not knowing what they wanted to. I figured it was worth a shot. So in my junior year of high school, I signed up for beauty school. I was told by teachers that I was better than that, that I could do more, that I could go to a four-year college. And I did consider it. I loved to write. I considered becoming a writer, being a journalist. I like the idea of learning more about the world and people around me. You can see how I've taken some of those loves and interests and created things like this podcast. Being a hairstylist, being in the beauty industry has always been considered very superficial. It's like people don't see any value or any worth in looking pretty and making other people look pretty. And to be honest, I always kind of felt that way too. And for me, personal opinion, the 2020 pandemic changed that. That's when I really began to see when we weren't allowed to work here in the state of California, we weren't allowed to provide people with our services. That's when we began to realize how important what we do is. When you take that away from people and you realize how important, not just to an individual we are, but a community, you realize that this industry, this job, is so much more than just making people look pretty. There are a lot of misconceptions about hairstylists, that we are airheads, we're vapid, just pretty faces. I like to think of hairstylists as we love people. You have to in this industry. We love good conversation connection, appreciate art, aesthetics. I love to learn from other people. I learn a lot from my clients, listening to them, hearing their experiences. And I fulfill myself intellectually in many other ways, through learning about my job, take classes regularly, love to journal, I love to write, I love poetry. I am smart. 
I am not stupid. I went to beauty school. Because what I remember, and what I want you to remember, that it's more than a haircut. It is so, so much more. As a hairstylist, we touch lives. And our clients touch ours. My position is a privilege and honor that I do not take lightly. The weight of the relationships we build is powerful. We go above and beyond to provide support for other people, but there is very little support available for us. Coming months, I plan on starting a community and forum where we can discuss episodes of this podcast, as well as future topics, to offer a place of support, a place where we can celebrate, vent, and grieve, to hear from other hairstylists and service providers. I'd love to eventually interview leaders in the industry and learn more about their toughest and brightest moments. Thank you so much for being here and taking the time to come and listen to this podcast. My hope is to post a new episode every week. I hope that through listening to my journey, you gain the support and inspiration you need to guide you on your own journey. Be sure to subscribe to the It's More Than a Haircut podcast to get the latest updates about episode releases and more. Truly value your love and support.